Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Brody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Happy Tuesday, mi gente, my people. It is Gabe and Grody right here on 670 The Score, broadcasting live from The Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. It's good to be back, man. Yeah, good to be back with you. Yeah. I, I know yes. that we're going to be doing some stuff next week, and I think it's important to, you know, talk about it. Talk from, about from the very From talk, the very beginning. Talk about you and I? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, we're not a thing. We're not a, we're not a couple. <laughs> And studs does not make us a throuple, even though we are today. I didn't expect the show to start like no, that, like how serious you are. The show's taking a hard right turn immediately. <laughs> no, I, I don't even just... think it was a turn. We just came out of the the thing, the garage. Like that. <laughs> Download the Odyssey app. That's what you guys should be should be having on your phone somewhere. Good. Get back to the basics. There yeah. you go. There and you go, kid. On that Odyssey app, not only can you take us with you everywhere you go, but you can also get exclusive content like next week, Tuesday and Wednesday, when Mark Grody and I, Take on a new frontier called Odyssey Go Live. I love that you're looking at me. You and Stubbs looking at me explain. Well, no, I was. I just no, was. I love, no, I love it. This is great. Yeah, Odyssey yeah. Go Live. Mark and I, you're going to be at the NFL Combine, and we get an opportunity to chat together in a more intimate form. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, starting. I will be at the Combine starting Tuesday. Be there all week. So you and I, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, six thirty to seven o'clock on the Odyssey app, and I'll tell you every single thing that I witness at the NFL Combine, yeah. every person that I talk to at the NFL Combine. So, yeah, man. No, I'm looking forward to this, too. Yeah, and it'll be cool. Again, it's just you just got to download the Odyssey app so you can hang out with us. Some some off-air programming, but where we get to be a little bit more of ourselves. Yeah. You should see Mark and I when, during the commercial breaks. Oh, that's my what you're God. Gonna, essentially, that's what this is going to be. Yeah, what happened was there was a time when – there was a Twitch stream for the evening show, but since... You also we, told me there was a time when there was two producers. There was a time when there was three producers for and shows. They, yeah. They, mm-hmm. they were, you know, they're... Even at... No, I don't know about... No, there was at least two producers. For sure, two. There's never been three producers at night since I've been here, so okay. that's at least five years. Okay. Two producers and a, switch, a Twitch stream. That's right. I don't think yeah. Twitch was ever but, after six o'clock. But beca- I don't know. You're making that up. <laughs> no, because of our antics, because of the things that we discussed during breaks, they had to take it ah, down. That's what I'm saying. Yes. That's that was yes. my that was my only motivation in making that. You yeah. turned it into a whole other my thing. Bad. Like you know, my ripping bad. on only one producer. You <laughs> took it in that direction. I did. I got yeah. personal. Yeah, you did. There. Yeah. I'm excited to talk to you about the combine because I'm tired of saying Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. <laughs> Okay. I'm tired of saying I mean, it I'm and sorry to it. hear that, but well, I'm just it's not, not going to stop. I just, no, we know it's not going to stop, but it'd be cool to hear a couple of other names, you know, thrown in the mix. And I feel like, you know, when you get a firsthand 
look at these these players, you are going to be able to say, hey, you know what? You know, if the Bears do get some mid second round draft picks, here is the second or third best. You know, fill in the blank with the position. Mm, yeah, that's a great point. That is a great because the Bears do have eight picks. Yeah, eight picks right now altogether. And I actually brought that up yesterday that there is there is life beyond the first overall pick for the <laughs> Bears. Like, I should say they exist. Yeah, beyond that. So I was I was doing a deep dive today. Just on, I don't know what made me randomly look it up, but I, I Googled, you know, uh, first round, f- number one picks that have won the Super Bowl. And since 2005, only two have won a Super Bowl, which is odd. N- number one overall Number one picks. overall picks to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Can I try to guess Oh, yeah. Here? I love this. This is great. I love so this. So there's this two. Exciting. Two of them. Number one overall yep. picks. To, I know one. Was Jared Goff? He didn't win the Super Bowl. He didn't win the Super Bowl, but but you're you got close, there, right? But you're hot. You're Goff, like super hot. Really? You're but super hot. Goff got there, right? He was there. Goff in, got there. Yeah, he yeah, lost in the year the they Patriots. lost. Yeah. Right. Yes. So you're, you're okay. flaming hot. Uh, you're, oh, yeah, yeah. Where was where's where's Golf at now? Oh, don't send them no, there. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, gonna, Stafford. Yeah, you know, Stafford. He oh, was wow. drowning. I needed to help him. He Thanks. Was, I wasn't right. drowning that bad. Yeah. I thought. I mean, he came pretty close there. Okay, so you're there. You got one. Oh, that's right. There's two. There's two. Starting to drown. You'll now. never get it. You'll no, never get hold it. on. Hold on. You'll hold never on. get it. It's not like Bro, Joe, Joe Montana was he No, no, no. Let, no. let me just help you. Just, you'll never get okay. it. Okay. Eric Fisher. Oh, wow. Never would have got it. And this is since 2005, so Joe Montana yeah. is a little predated. Yeah. Eric Fisher for whom? 2013. And when? 2013. Eric, and, and wait. He won Super Bowl <gasps> 54. Oh, God. I was thinking it was just quarterbacks. That oh, I no, thought no. that I thought that was the bit. No, this that is it was, any any players. Oh, okay. Imagine that. Uh, imagine, uh, I got you. I got you. Though. I had quarterbacks on my mind. Then, no, no, no. Okay, but still, right? It makes this number makes one stat. overall guy. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, to think to think that since 2005, only two players have won a Super Bowl since then. That's kind of crazy when it you is. think about that. And Matthew Stafford won it, you know, just by getting traded away or by going to another team as opposed to you know propelling his team to some sort of championship stardom right so you saying we shouldn't be that excited are you trying to t- uh, tamper uh down our <laughs> excitement is that is that what the theme of the show is today you no, just don't, don't want to you don't want to talk think, about jalen carter and will anderson I think anymore gabe, i think gabe's trying to say that you don't want to be picking number one because that yeah that's what i'm hearing oh thank right. you studs i'm that's, glad someone's listening to me i feel like i'm getting i'm being told that I'm, not, I'm like am I, are the words coming out of my mouth properly today no but you're right tra- I so you're say, the trading down is what you it's more, so to, it's more so yeah. to say, like, the number one pick isn't as valuable, you know, in terms of, like, franchise-altering talent. As people think. As people think. Yeah. Right? It gets you out of that 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 number one slot for the next X amount of years. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily just propel you to, to superstar. That's what I'm saying. But maybe the number two does. Really? I think the number three. Is, isn't it the only thing that exists in football that is franchise altering is a top-notch quarterback, right? Right. So, which can – which typically do come in the first round, not necessarily number one overall. So it's probably, while it is interesting that there's only two teams that have won the Super Bowl with the number one overall pick, you still need those guys yeah. in the top five to build and win, you know, in, in the NFL. Like, it's, So you're not you're not yeah. tired of hearing Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. I mean, pro- probably, I understand the spirit in which you're yeah. talking about it because we're in this whole, we've been in a holding pattern for a while 
now. Yeah. Like since Ryan Pohl spoke and it was all exciting, and now we've been left to our own devices for a while <laughs> until, and, and luckily next week, we're, we're just talking about the, the stuff that you and I are going to be doing for Odyssey. Next week, finally, we will talk to Ryan Poles on Tuesday. So there'll be oh, at least really cool. some idea or perhaps direction and maybe even some news every once in a while we get news from the scouting combine and the annual gm talk but we will be speaking with all sorts or else i will be speaking with all sorts of prospects so that's when other names will start to come out and we have finally have better context we just don't have a lot of context yeah right now we just don't so we're stuck we are we are struck in in jalen carter will andersonville right now i think everybody is and that's why the takes get crazier and crazier yeah i love what spiegel said earlier on the show with parkinson spiegel he said he'd love for the bears to move on from the number one pick before the draft so that that way you had time and the ability to talk to other teams to then move down again. On draft day. On, on draft day. Hmm. So as opposed to doing two draft day moves. Okay. You, you, do some business now. You do some business now. Yeah. Get yourself some extra draft capital early. Uh-huh. Texans, don't worry about it. You got the number one. Just throw us the number 33. We'll take it. Yeah. And then you take move down from the number two pick, and then you, you do something else. Well, like I think that I like that. I like that too. But I think the most important in information will start to flow in oh, about March 13th or so. That's when the legal tampering period mm. begins where teams could start to talk to free agents and then it's open season March 15th. So what's the date today? Today's Feb- the 21st. Feb 21st. So we're, we're very close to where we are. I mean, we're getting the, look at the combine the information and then we're going to be getting into free agency very soon, which will be heavily informative with what the Bears are going to do. Does it excite you as a fan or as a as a as an analyst or both? Both. Okay. Yeah. I mean, number one is as I guess as an analyst. Yeah. Because I, I guess I, you're I, an analyst. I, no, I'm saying I'm answering the, the as I guess it's oh, an analyst over sure. whatever fandom I might have because it's it's what I do. So I have to take I have to look at it from all sorts of different angles. Obviously, I was really you, you know me, Grody. I was I was a backdoor way of me asking or finding out if you were as excited as a fan as I was. You know, I was trying to. I feel like you should know by I try, now that, I know, that's that why I, I don't. That's why I did it. I always like, I'll say it again. Like if I retired today and quit radio, it probably I, I would the the one team that I would go right back into being a fan for would be the Bears. That would like I would I would find I am not like jaded to the point where. <laughs> If I left this business, I couldn't have a cool down period yeah. and then be a big fan again of all because the teams. like like let's say if the Bears make the playoffs in two years, you're you're like you're with me. We're, we got pom poms and everything on the side, oh, right? Well, I, I, no, no. Oh. Do you think I had pom poms when the Bears were playing the Eagles in 2018? It was a good picture. Down on the it, was good, it was a good vision in my brain. <laughs> I got my headphones on. I got a <laughs> microphone in my hand, and you want me to wave pom poms down with there? Me, though, with I think me. that'd be. I think that'd be a great bit. That's the Honestly, bit. Honestly, I do. Mike with the pom pom. Mike in one hand, pom pom in the other, bro. A, we're doing a crazy radio bit here. The honey bear, the honey bear himself. <laughs> Let's get it down to Mark Brody. Go Bears, Jeff. <laughs> Shout out to Gabe Ramirez. You know how many people would love you for that? Oh, like, Go man. Bears. They were like, yeah. Uh, well, well, Especially the, the Bears are winning. There, there would like, be the maybe. other side, though. They'd be like, what's up with this Homer, man? You know? Who cares that, about those guys? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I It's. You know what it is, girls? I'll tell you what it is. I'm a hybrid I'm around here. It's difficult for me. Yeah, I'm looking at my soul and I'm saying to myself, why do I keep coming down on girls like this to try to get that out of them? And it's because I, I see it deep down inside. Oh, man, you, there's hope for me is what you're saying. It, no. It's like it's I'm, in uh, there. I'm it's Darth in there, Vader. And you're suppressing it. You're suppressing this <laughs> fandom. 
And I want it to come out because I want to know what it sounds like. I want to know what it feels like. I want to be a part of it. I know there's good in you. That's what it is. Are yeah. you a Star Wars person? No. Oh, so then you don't. The, the Darth Vader reference just went right Sorry, over your I got, head. I got you, girl. I okay. I know you do. And you should I got I was you watching guys. Star Wars yesterday. Luke, Did you know about I, his Luke, lack I am of your Star brother. Wars? I, I didn't. I didn't know about that. Okay. Yeah. Then let's not even talk about Star Wars. Luke, anymore. I am your brother. I get it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Close. That's pretty close. I mean, it's truth, but there was I don't think that line exists as far as I remember. All right. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, here, here no, on 670, the score. Uh, we got a really good show lined up for you guys. Julia Poe is going to be hanging out with us at 7 o'clock. What's up, Poe? And that way we can talk about some Bulls basketball, the addition of Patrick Beverly, the loss of Lonzo Ball. Um, we also get the opportunity to talk to Ed, Eric Edholm. After the break, I know I'm I am a little bit tired of hearing uh, Will Anderson and Jalen Carter's name, but what are some other names that we should be listening to and paying attention to uh, for the upcoming draft? We'll talk to Eric at home after the break. Don't go anywhere. It's Gabe and Grody right here on Chicago, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Why do you have young number one? I think he's special. And, and listen, he's undersized, and that's going to be the whole conversation leading up to the draft. Five ten and a half is what I was told by an NFL scout who went and measured him in the summer. And when I talked to him before the Mississippi State game, he said, I bulked up to about 193. 
Yeah, I bulked up to 193 my senior year of high school. It's been a long time since I've been 193. Mm. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody right here on 670 to score. That was Tom Mache telling you that despite what you see on the internet, saying that Bryce Young is six feet, he's actually 5'10 and a half. I know, yeah. I know a couple people like that. Oh, why wouldn't you round up? Wouldn't you round up if you were a professional athlete? Hell yeah. We round up when we're not professional athletes. Yeah, when I was in high school, they measured us when we had our cleats on. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. I've, a- I've only recently accepted that I'm un- just a dash under six feet tall. I used to say six feet, but I actually now say 5'11". So, see how honest I am? <laughs> <laughs> what? That was a beautiful admission right there. It was, it was beautiful. Right? You know, it's like... It took you 21 years it to did. tell people that, you know, it did. you're not six like, feet tall. Why am I put, why do I need this ruse? I'm still like because, taller than the average because man. You, no, you, right very, very, right, very much so. But you feel just like Bryce Young that if you add a couple inches, maybe your, your income will grow a little bit. Or something. Too, you know, it's God, I mean, five, six feet sounds so much better so much than 5'11", doesn't so it? So much better. Well, I tell people I'm six feet, they don't believe me. And then I say, and then I have to walk up right to their face. Yeah. And then, they, you know, you make the little people look up and you're like, uh, oh, so you're one of those people that people think, like, when they don't know you, they think you might be short? Er, than six Interesting. Feet. Yeah. Interesting. We could do a little, little side by side. Yeah, we'll see. Let's find out. Well, right. you're gonna, if, if you truly are six feet tall, you'll be a hair taller than Well, me. this guy looks like he's about 6'3 in his, in, his, in his picture oh, yeah. on LinkedIn. You no, know, I've, I've, I've seen him <laughs> in person. Joining, he joins us right now on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports. But he, in fact, could tell us how tall Bryce Young actually is. He is a, an NFL draft expert. Of course, he is our guy, Eric, at home. Uh, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Well, you don't actually care how tall I am. Let's get this out of the way. 6'2". Six, two. Six, two. I'm 6'4". I was going to say. Yeah. You're a force, I mean, dude. You are a force. And did you say in three-eighths, Eric? Did you say three-eighths or three-fourths? I did, too. I was a 6'5 guy for my entire life. Finally, I said, you know what? I don't think I can pull this off anymore. I'm, I'm like, I think I've shrunk like an eighth of an inch in the last year. So that's, uh, that's where I'm at in life. Sounds uh, oh, boo-hoo. Oh, All right. yeah. boo-hoo, six four guy. <laughs> I'm not, you get no yeah. pity from me. Yeah, but that's rough, man. You're already at that. You're already at the losing height portion of your life, Eric. You <laughs> seem like a younger man to me. <laughs> oh God, it's bad. It's uh, an eighth a year after. Yeah, after yeah, right. Wow, yeah. uh, Eric. Um, what do you think about uh, Bryce Young? And, and do you think teams really care? That he's five ten or five eleven or six. I mean, aren't they just enamored by his skill set and his ability to perform at a high level? Let's get the measurement stuff out of the way first. I don't think the height is a big deal, right? We we've had Kyler Murray and other small quarterbacks. I get that Murray is a scrambler, you know, and that Young can move around the pocket well, but he's never really been that kind of a player before. But still, the height, even though he had a fair number of balls batted down at the line of scrimmage, I don't have you know, the PFF data in front of me, but it was a, you know, it was a noticeable number. Um, I think the biggest thing is the weight. If he can come in north of 200 pounds at the combine, that's sort of the magic number. If you look back just historically, we haven't had anything close to a 200 pound first round quarterback, but I think getting to that number will ease a lot of guys' minds, even if, you know, 193 to 200 isn't that big a jump, what have you. But the concern, especially after the, the shoulder injury against Mississippi State, is that, you know, he's he's got a smaller frame and he could get beat up. He took a lot of hits this year. So 
for me and for, I think for other evaluators out there that I've talked to, that the, the, the frame, the weight is a, is a bigger issue than, you know, 5'10 and 1'8 or whatever. Eric, from your studies of the draft over the years and seeing Bryce Young, who, who is the, the better prospect, in your opinion, with your own metrics, Bryce Young in college or Fields in college, as in Justin mm. Fields? Ooh. Yeah, interesting question. Yeah, and you know, it's style wise, they're different, right? Justin's got a you know physically sort of sculpted body, and um, I was I, I think showed really good improvement over his college career. I'm trying to think, you know, not what I know now because he wasn't the runner. He was, you know, I mean, in college, I think he had two 100 yard rushing games or something like that. So he ran, but it was always sort of the the last. Uh, option because he had wide open receivers at times and he had great skill talent there. So, you know, they went vertical a lot, um, but he did show, I think, improvement as a passer throughout. I would say Young has better passing instincts right now than, than Justin did coming out. He's got great vision. Uh, he can throw on the move. He can throw across his body. He can throw, you know, moving to his left, which is tough for some right-handers, but um, I, you know, arm strength, I think Justin's got the edge and just, you know, the physical traits, Justin's uh, just a better athlete, I would say overall. So it kind of depends on what you're looking for in a quarterback. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, they're sort of apples to oranges, but very interesting comparison right there. I think they're, they're relatively close though. If you had to put them on a scale of, you know, evenness. We're talking to Eric at here on six seventy. the scores, Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. That's not the answer we wanted. We wanted Justin Fields, Clearly better than Bryce Young, so he could well, now, sleep better yeah, at night. Different, yeah, okay. different conversation, yeah. maybe. Right? No, right. I, I I like hearing. I think that it's interesting. That just just What's, because I want to know, I want to know what Ryan Poles might be thinking about these guys, and I would think that I would trust that it may line up similarly to what Eric Edholm just told us. That in turn, like if he falls in love with somebody like Bryce Young, then we have a situation. And what do you yep. think would happen in that situation? Oh, well, if he it, honestly, if Ryan Pohl said it, that he would have to be overwhelmed. Hmm. So yep. I don't know what adjective to put on it right here to just to say that oh he loves him. I think is not even enough. And Eric, I, I I don't know what your opinion is or thought process on it or what you have heard in yeah. in that regard, if anything, trading Justin well, Fields. Just to, well, and the, let me just give my brief draft big picture too. I don't know that uh, there are some people out there who think Young is ready to go now. Like he is a very mature prospect, so that's the kind of the selling point on him. Does he have massive upside? I don't think so. The two who do in my well, Stroud. I guess you could say three who do. C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson is a big, exciting kid from Florida who hasn't done much, but he's got incredible skills. Um, and then also Will Levis from Kentucky. Those three are the upside guys. Now, Justin, I think, is still somebody that you see growth potential from, right? That's the exciting part about him is that, in theory, he's only scratched the surface of what he could become as a passer. Will he ever get there? That's the question, right? So, yeah, I don't think it's fair to compare Young to Fields as it is to compare some of the other guys in this draft class, too, who – Believe it or not, Bryce Young is not the consensus number one in this class. There are some people who have, I don't know about each of the other three, but at least two of the three as their number one quarterback. So it's going to depend on 
who's willing to make that jump up, you know, and, and which offer is most appealing to the Bears if that does materialize. Yeah, we've seen a lot of people put money on Will Levis going number one. His odds have gone from 10, yeah. to, 10 to 1 to 8.5 to 1. So, I mean, obviously, you know, but like you said, it's about who people fall in love with. Everybody's draft board isn't necessarily the same to where they're just there's this consensus that it is, it is Bryce Young. Now, what people would love, especially in the Chicagoland area, is for the, the Bears to get someone – uh, for Justin Fields to throw the ball to. My favorite wide receiver in the draft um, is is Quinn Johnston. I, I see a lot of mock drafts having like Jordan Addison going 12th to the Texans with their second first-round pick. Um, do you have a favorite wide receiver? And and do you see a lot of them because they're, the, that group is so top-heavy? Do you see a lot of them leaving in the first round? I don't know that it's going to be a massive round one receiver year. I, I mean, I it, I'll give you a better answer after the combine because people still matter. The 40-yard times and, and the quickness drills and all that, I think that still matters. And, you know, there's some people who don't think it does, and obviously the tape is still king and all that, but you start factoring in analytics in a little bit more, and, and that stuff does, you know, sort of have its place in draft rooms, I think. So, yeah, I mean, what if Jalen Hyatt goes out there and blows the roof off the place and runs a great 40? I mean, he could enter that discussion even if he's – you know, kind of the Will Filler type, right? He's more of a one-trick pony, I think, at this point. There are other guys who could run really fast. Zay Flowers, Josh Downs, who might, you know, do well enough in that regard to enter the round one picture. So, Quentin Johnson, you know, certainly couldn't hurt himself by running anything under a 4.5. Would be terrific at his size. You know, his yards after the catch ability speaks for itself. So, yeah, I would maybe put the number at, like, three and a half or something like that. If I had to, I'm not, you know, not allowed to bet because I work for the NFL, but I mean, that's, if I had to sort of just ballpark it right now, I'd say possibly as many as five, but more like three would be a safer bet. All right. So, so, so then, so then obviously the bears do have a, a second round pick an early second round pick. So who's a wide receiver that you think would last to that space for them? Yeah. I mean, I just, I think it's important to get separators, guys who can, you know, create nice, big, open targets for Justin. I'm not saying he's not accurate, but just in terms of a confidence booster, you need people, whether they're big, small, or whatever. And, you know, there's there's somebody who's kind of caught my attention a little bit, and that's Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati. He's, you know, he's flown under the radar a little bit, but I think he could go as high as, mid to early second round it wouldn't shock me at all kind of in that Tyler Lockett mode so mold I should say so that's you know it's not exactly a size receiver but if they get open you know that that's great (laughs) so and yards after the catch and speed he's got it I mean he had a lot of big plays this year so if one of those other guys like Downs or Flowers somehow makes it into the early part of round two jump all over him they're in that same kind of mold but if you're looking bigger, Johnson is kind of the guy early on. And then there's, I guess, some question marks as far as who the next sort of physical 50-50 ball guy is if you don't think Claypool can fill that role or if you want another one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the big hope is that Claypool does sprout into something for the Bears, but that's that's another issue. Eric, the one position that we have not talked a lot about is offensive line, and I'll be very mm-hmm. surprised if the Bears don't do some upgrading for the O-line. Who are some guys that might be realistic for the Bears in the first or second round as far as offensive line action? 
Yeah, I think, you know, interior is going to be not a great class, although there are some college tackles who could move inside. And, and so that, you know, helps out a little bit. Like, you know, we saw last year guys like Zion Johnson do that and happens every single year. In fact, Peter Skoronsky from Northwestern has played left tackle, may play guard depending on where he goes. So that's another example of that. But yeah, I'd say it's a little stronger at tackle and a little stronger at the top. You know, although the depth is a little better than I realized at first after talking to some people. But, yeah, I mean, the round one possibilities, Skaronsky's in that mix. You know, people are fascinated by him, even if he's not big. Uh, kind of a David Bakhtiari-type body. Uh, Broderick Jones, I would say, from Georgia is another one. Redshirt sophomore who's just a, a tremendous athlete, got a lot of upside you know, I'm trying to think of Paris Johnson Jr. from Ohio State would be another one in the round one picture, you know, depending on how far they move down, et cetera. Uh, then, then you're probably looking at late first, early second when the next one's got off the board. Darnell Wright from Tennessee and maybe Dewan Jones from Ohio State, the right tackle. So, yeah, I think it's the first two rounds offer some really interesting options. After that, I don't get quite as excited about the group, but – um, I would say it's a better year for tackles than the interior guys. Uh, we're talking to Eric Edholm here on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, trying to get some uh, some insight into this draft as we're, you know, 60-some days away uh, from yeah. the Bears doing their thing. Now, uh, we're looking at this draft, Eric, and I, I say to myself, you know, what what position could you say is the is the deepest in this draft? Because you, you just mentioned a ton of offensive linemen right there that could go in rounds one and two. Um, but yeah. but is there a particular position that, that you feel is exceptionally deep? Believe it or not, tight end is pretty darn good this year. I mean, we it's it's been a few years, I want to say, since we had, you know, both the high-end talent and the depth. I mean, that's, you know, sometimes you have one or maybe the other, but this year I think it's both. And I wouldn't be shocked if we have two or three first-rounders at that position. So that's one, and then maybe like five or even six in the top you know, two rounds or so. Uh, corner has some depth to it. Pass rushers, I think it's a pretty good group, although some people disagree with that. So, you know, offensive tackle, as you mentioned, I think running back is fairly deep. Uh, and it's got, a you know, two first-round potential guys in, in Jameer Gibbs and, and B. John Robinson. So those are the ones off the top of my head that I would say have the the most depth, linebacker safety on the weaker side, interior line, maybe interior D-line. I think it's, you know, after the first day or two, you're kind of picking at scraps how, a little bit. How does the rest of the league stop Buffalo or Philadelphia from getting Jameer Gibbs or B. John right. Robinson? Like, how does that happen? Like, if they scoop those guys up at the back end of the first round, it's going to be trouble for the NFL. Yeah, yeah, you got to hope that those two franchises kind of stick by their uh, their draft axioms of like never drafting running backs in round one, or at least not you know in recent memory for either one of those clubs. But yeah, I mean that's that's the thing with Philly is that they've they've got the the two first round picks. You know they they could load up again, but they are you know they potentially could lose some free agents, including guys like uh, Javon Hargrave, who might be on the Bears' radar. So yeah, there's there's they're still replacing a few missing parts, I suspect. Back to the quarterbacks, the top quarterbacks, Eric. We, we talked about Bryce Young. Where do you – is he your top quarterback? And who else, who's your top three, like with Stroud and Levis or maybe somebody else that we don't even know? Yeah, those those three and Anthony Richardson are, are probably most people's top four. I mean, they're, you know, you can't say everybody, but that's 
that's probably the quartet that, that gets people the most excited. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are seeing uh, Bryce Young's name atop a lot of mock drafts and stuff, and I completely get it. But he's not the perfect prospect by any means. We talked about the size and everything else and just the question of whether, you know, maybe Stroud, what he showed against Georgia, that, that running ability, that scrambling ability, he never really flashed before. Does that mean he's got even more untapped potential? I don't know that he's QB1, but I think whoever drafts him is going to be happy with him. And then for me, either Levis or Richardson, I think, will will come out of the combine with buzz, like palpable buzz. Levis has had it longer. He had a good 2021 season, not as great last year. So the scouts have been watching him for a while. Richardson's body work is really small, but – you see those Cam Newton-like flashes and think, man, could he just be something so rare that we can't pass on him? That's going to be the challenge for a team like Detroit. Two first-rounders, do they, they have golf? Maybe they take a shot on this kid or something. So, I don't know. Those, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Anthony Richardson goes a lot higher than people think. Yeah, all you need is a viral video like the one he has out there, right, showing his rocket arm, and then people fall in love with things like that. Uh, sure. I, a guy that I loved – Last or last college football season that I watched closely, put money on him to win the Heisman. Then he went down, Hendon yeah. Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. Am I like delusional to think that he might go like in like round four and the Bears might scoop him as a backup quarterback? I think he might. Yeah, he could go higher than that. You know, he really could. He's got some things working against him. The ACL that you mentioned is going to wipe out. You know, a good chunk of his of his year. Uh, he's also an older prospect. He came back to school. He spent a couple years at Virginia Tech before Tennessee, and I think he's going to be 25 as a rookie. Um, and we plus, like our 25-year-olds. We like our yeah, right. like yeah, our... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, and there's there's skepticism about that Tennessee offense too. They had you know it was beautifully schemed up, and so I think a lot of people felt like same questions with Justin coming out of Ohio State. Is it Ryan Day's offense or is it Justin Fields? Those same questions will exist with Hooker. So, but that said, I mean, the way he played the last two years, how do you overlook him? I mean, I think he's got some Geno Smith-like qualities, and we saw Geno played well this year. So I, I'll i be fascinated to see. I think he could sneak in a day two, though. Eric, appreciate you hanging out with us today. Uh, thanks for giving us the insight, man, and hopefully we get a hand in Hooker in the latter rounds. All right, I'll get you some updated measurements on myself when I, uh, when I <laughs> yeah. get a chance. I'll you know. see you down there, right? You'll be at All the right, I'll combine. see you next week. That's right. Yeah, you guys, man. I want a back-to-back picture from you, too, because I want to make sure <laughs> that he didn't go to six, six, four and a half by the time by the time we end up hanging out with him. <laughs> Eric, have a good night, all right? All right, fellas, have a good night. That was yeah. awesome. Eric at home, of course, NFL draft expert. Make sure you follow him. On Twitter, at Eric underscore at home, E-D-H-O-L-M. It's Gabe and Grody here on 670 The Score. Good stuff there. You, you, I love to hear the, the depth at certain positions. He named several of them. Um, but do you think, Groats, that the Bears would shy away from signing a free agent or, or vice versa if they, you know, like if the Bears go out and sign, let's say, a D lineman, do you think that because it's a deep draft, they're going to shy away from 
getting a guy like that, or do you think they'll just stockpile at whatever position need be? Well, I mean, let's get specific here. Let's use somebody like uh, Javon Hargrave, the okay. defensive lineman, yeah. as an example of of the Eagles, and he could come in and be your three technique. So then maybe you wouldn't be as desirous of the guys that you don't like, uh, Jalen Carter, sure. the, uh, the the three technique. Like maybe you wouldn't be as ambitious about that. So Great it'll point. An- answer. Like it will answer. It doesn't mean that they wouldn't do. It. I mean, why not yeah. load up on your defensive line? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like for real, you could find positions for all of these guys. So yeah, that's why I can't wait for free agency because there there will be some it, it, one or two impact signings. Like ones where you're like, okay, right. and then we'll, you'll have a better idea of what they probably won't be. When does that into. begin? Free agency it, March 13th is when the they call it the legal tampering period where you could have discussions with players. But March 15th. I don't know why we even talk about legal right. tampering is such a stupid terminology. But March 15th is when it is open season and free agency. Well, yes. I'm excited to be – hopefully we can be announcing some players March 15th. I hope so, dude. to the Bears Yeah, roster. talking about players because that makes the whole draft discussion even more interesting than it already is. going to be exciting. Uh, we are going to mention a specific player, not on the Bears, but on the Chicago Bulls, one that has been shut down for the season uh, to – Something that we've just we're just super disappointed and sad in, as I see it. We'll mm. read the we'll read the press release from the Chicago Bulls and, mm. and discuss it amongst ourselves on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, right here on six seventy the score. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on six seventy the score in Odyssey Station. Welcome back. Gabe and Grody here on six seventy the score. Gonna be talking about some basketball, but Man, so much stuff happening down in Arizona. A lot of audio coming in. A lot of guys feeling good. I just reposted a, a picture of the of the White Sox. They had like a little golf cart full of guys, and they were just having a great time. Fun and dandy time. Hopefully they can keep that up. Um, and hopefully the Cubs can do the same. Now, um, Cubs Spring Training here on The Score is sponsored by Sloan, official water efficiency partner, of the Chicago Cubs. Sounds like a, a company I need to invest in. Water efficiency partner? That's not going away. That's not Everybody's going to need water. <laughs> and you need it to be efficient. <laughs> I need it to be as efficient Good as possible. Yeah. So, shout out to Sloan. Yeah. Um, and Cubs, uh, their first spring training game is going to be here on the score Saturday. First pitch, 205 pregame right before that. You know the guys got you covered. Um, so make sure you guys are prepared and ready for that one. Because you got to start thinking about baseball now that, you know, the Bulls are in the position that they're in. Of course, announcing today that they're shutting down Lonzo Ball. The statement reads, on behalf of Chicago Bulls Executive Vice President Basketball Operations, Arturis Karnisovas, despite making significant... I love how they word this. I want, I want you to listen to it and tell me where the fluff BS is at. Okay. Despite making significant increases in strength and function over the past several months, Bulls guard Lonzo Ball continues to experience performance-limiting discomfort during participation in high-level basketball-related activities. Considering the required time period to achieve the necessary level of fitness to return to play in the current stage of the NBA season, Ball will not return this season. Mm, Two seasons? No, no bueno. The focus for Ball will continue to be on the resolution of his discomfort and a full return for the 2023-2024 season. Initial thoughts. Initial thoughts are 
this guy is a walking worst case scenario, Dude. like year to year. Every it gets worse every time. It's like we're shutting down your season last year, and then it seemed to digress after that. Well, now he's not walking well. Now when he sits down, he has discomfort. Like everything about Lonzo Ball has been a walking worst case scenario again. Shut down for the rest of the season. That's a worst case scenario for the rest of this season. The other thing that I thought, what's the last line of that press conference? That the, that's the the part that I don't agree with. The focus for Ball uh-huh. will, will continue to be on the resolution of his discomfort. Uh huh. And a full return for the 2023 oh, 2024. Oh, a season. full return oh. for the no. Oh, that's that's not happening. <laughs> he is a work. I just want to know at what point they will shut down his season next year. At this point, so that it. Those are my reactions initially when yeah. I hear those words written by the Bulls. What about you? Initial thoughts were, this reminds me of when I was like 12 words short on a an essay, and then I just threw in some fluff in the middle. <laughs> Studs is laughing because he knows what I'm talking about. What's up, essay? Oh, hell yeah. I was, like, a, I was an expert at that. Dude, considering the required time period to achieve the necessary oh, yeah. level of fitness to return That's a total cover to play letter. in the yeah. current, like, yeah. it's like a bunch of BS. Uh, it's like, okay, you... Hey, somebody went to college to write those kind of press conferences. Hey, and it's a good and, one. And you're in the big leagues now. This is, this is very pretty was. impressive. It is impressive. I couldn't I, have wrote that. It's very appreciated. <laughs> I like it. I like people who are yeah. good technical, right? That's what they call that. That's yeah. technical writing. Let's try to like let's try to put it in layman's terms. Okay. That's fun. More like lame man. Yeah. That's the bulls. Lame men. Okay, put layman terms. Uh, he's a worst case scenario <laughs> and he's shut down for the rest of the season. Not hear me? And they, they yeah. seem to think that they could throw things in there like getting him ready for the start of next season. Right. And we, we thought he was and he made significant increases in strength. Oh, significant? Where? When? I mean, I could see inc- he Hey, man. And I get it. You want to start with something positive. Hey, man, you know what? He got stronger over the last couple of months. Significant relative to what? Yeah, you can't just throw those kind of words. Yeah. Do you seriously, do you think To my two-year-old daughter. Do you, know, do you think he'll start next season? Like he'll be in Bulls camp? Uh, when we're, girl, you're making me sad. When you're talking summer, summer ball question. here on the score? Yeah. Uh, do I think he will? In my heart of hearts, no. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't. Right. Good for you. And then they're going to tell you that, you know, he has the potential to come back in later in the season, and then he's not. Wow. Sucks. That hurts. It does. Good for you. This is a big moment this for is, you. This is a huge moment for yeah, me. Yeah, man. You're maturing. God. I don't know if it's good. No, are you, no, it's not. Are you turning into a jaded I'm turning into a host? A sc- a score personality. Oh, oh no. Oh man, oh, no. dude. <laughs> you're, you're our only fan hope at the station right now. You know what? All right, let me just revert back a second. Listen, Lonzo Ball, que Dios te bendiga. I think he's gonna something something good is gonna happen to him. He's gonna somebody's gonna. You know what sucks the most? Imagine it, you being Lonzo Ball, and no one knows what the hell is wrong with you. Mm. Like yeah. that's the worst part, right? So swap out the knee injury or whatever it might be for you know whatever ailment you might have or have had in the last year, and imagine if there was nothing that anyone was able to do for. I remember I had severe headaches. Like a couple months back, where I had to take off work a couple times and I had to go see a, a, a neurologist and all this other stuff. And I, you know, I can't even imagine having gone a year and people be like, "Yeah, man, I just don't. Sorry, bro. <laughs> that knee thing you got, I just, I don't know what to tell you. It's chronic at this point. It's crazy. Yeah, it it really and, and it is. It's incredibly sad. And I I don't believe that his career is necessarily over. 
but has to be. But the, it might be, or it might be one of those things where you don't see him step on an NBA court until like the the year twenty twenty five or something like that. And it's a good yeah. comeback story. But he's not the same player that he once right. was. And right, so that, that and that's what you hope for from a human standpoint. Damn, but dude, it just doesn't. It has, has very much has, and I know he's been in the league longer than Jason Williams, but it has Jason Williams vibes. Yeah, yes, where it's not, like not that bad, like but you showed yeah. right, not that, but but like where you where as a fan, you saw greatness, and then it just got taken from you. Yes, and then you just never saw it again, and you're like, wait, I saw Jason Williams get a triple double against Jason Kidd in the first couple months of his rookie season. I I saw this, and I saw what he could be, and then it was just. Snatched from you. Yeah. You know who it reminds me of? Like, there's got to be a lot of good comps in, in basketball. Different situation because you knew the injury, but you remember Sean Livingston? Who might, yeah. Does he still play? Is he still, no, 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 no. He's retired. He, Illinois yeah, boy, right? Yeah, he's a uh, Peoria guy. Peoria Peoria Central. Did he play his – No, no, he, he went right to the NBA. Studs knows this. He did not, oh. he did not play college ball. Sean no. Livingston. Sean Livingston went right, went right into to the, the NBA. But – he and he Clippers. looked like he he had he is from Peoria. Uh, yeah, he's Peoria Central. I want to say I used to work in Peoria, so yeah, like he, I think that's a good example of a guy who was a soup like superstar qualities, and then he had these awful injuries for a few years, like just basically knocked out like the middle part of his career, and then came back and was was good serviceable with the Warriors, with Golden State. Like he was and he was productive and he had his part, but he was you know half the player. So I mean yeah. that's just like one one example. An old school example would be like Ron Harper. Remember Ron Harper? I do remember Ron Harper. Harper. Like Harp was pretty much a defensive player, but and it was perfect for the Bulls in the '90s Bulls. But he was a he had the athleticism of Jordan and Dominique Wilkins mm. and all those dudes. Like Ron early Ron Harper. When he got pain, hurt, was a pain in the ass for and the Cavs. Spectacular player to watch. Yeah, yeah, it sucks because those guys came back and you would want that for Lonzo Ball. Yeah, and our, our next guy too is going to be able to tell us her opinion on whether or not Lonzo Ball will be playing at the start of the season. Because I do think that's a good question. You shut him down, so then take me to my next expectation. Yeah, are they serious? Like, will this really do the trick? If you you shut him down and you give him the rest of the season and an off... I mean, it sounds nice. It does. Like, shut him down and he'll he'll be in the the magical shutdown. Get our insurance money. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Shut him down and he'll be fine. Like, I don't think the shutdown is going to work in this case. The old shutdown theory. Julia Poe. Hangs out with us after the break. Don't go anywhere. It's Gabe and Grody right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 